So today we're going to talk about grief. And here's what's interesting, Becca, is I've been curious and wondering if people would had would notice the difference in our in my voice, like because um, I, I haven't shared on the podcast that my brother died. No, I don't think I have. No, that I remember. I don't um, think so. so. Yeah, yeah. So because. And May 2nd, my brother died. May 3rd, I think, is when we recorded our number 52 mm-hmm. about the lava attraction. Yes. <laughs> so, so my brother dies on a Tuesday, May 2nd. May 3rd, we we did uh, our, our, our number 52 lava attraction. Mm-hmm. And the next day, I led an eight-hour seminar. <laughs> oh, my God. I still am just and like... that Saturday, I went to a seminar. What the hell? So it was insane. Yeah. Um, but it was just all stuff I didn't want to reschedule mm-hmm. but i wonder if people noticed in my voice and over the last few episodes if there was stuff that shift because for me grief is a very physical thing and um i can feel it in my body mm-hmm. and um it's been really interesting um and i wanted to talk about grief because i feel like we don't as a people talk about the impact that grief has on us especially later down the road after we lose somebody oh no no we've had a yeah because you know with my brother dying um i have felt the physical heaviness of it and my body now that i'm more tuned into my body i'm realizing that um back when my mom died and i had those two babies in my you know right when i first got my kids and my mom had just died Mm -hmm. and now (laughs) now that i'm feeling now that i have 2020 hindsight and i can see man i wish i'd had more compassion for myself yeah because I was just beating the shit out of myself because I was such a bad dad. Mm-hmm. And really, I was just so sad. Yeah. Like, I was just so sad. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I get it now because I can feel it with my brother mm-hmm. that the physical feeling that I have in my body is exactly like I had with my mom, only, um, only with my brother. It's like uh, maybe a quarter of what it was with my mom. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like it was like, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with, my mom. I mean, with your mom. It's your mom. Yeah. My guts ripped out of my. But I didn't really ever attribute. I mean, I did. I was a little bit conscious that I was grieving because I was, you know, obviously really sad about her. But I wasn't conscious of it to the degree that I could generate. A love for a long time. It took me a long time mm-hmm. to generate a level of compassion for myself that that I wish I had, and that I want people to have for themselves around grief. Because I'm telling you, it is just intense. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh my gosh! Um, yeah, it's amazing. Well, and, and I, you uh, also have to think about it in the in the framework too. Is that like there's also not only do we not talk about grief and talk about all the things that how it affects us in all of these different ways. But there's also sort of this expectation of, um, it's not almost not even moving on, but it's like feeling feeling joy or feeling moving into that other space. So here you were, you have these two new kids in your life, and there's all this excitement and love and excitement and joy and blah, 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 blah around this new opportunity in your life. But that doesn't negate all of the grief. <laughs> And all of yeah, well, like that doesn't. And see, I couldn't it. even be present to that. Yeah, <laughs> I was present to not much joy at right, the time. Right, right. Like, I was sleep deprived. I was grieving in an intense pain, and you know, I mean, I was just stressed right. uh, more than anything. And being an entrepreneur all at the same time. Yeah. So um, Jesus, and then you uh, have people. But, but the yeah. expectation of the world is that like 
if you when you show up for the things, people just have this expectation that like you're going to talk about how happy you are and how great the kids are and right. how exciting it is. Right. And that's true. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Fortunately, I had enough people in my life that I could just be really honest with and be like, I'm miserable and I need help. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, to be able to get through it. But you know, now that it's, this co- has come up with my brother. Um, it's so interesting because with my brother in particular, there's there I've had a lot of highs and lows. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did a moonlight. Uh, I keep calling it moonlight meditation, and it's the mid uh, full moon meditation. I, I don't know why I can't get that my head around <laughs> that word. Um, here in Lawrence at the Lavender House, uh, for those of you who are Lawrence listening, there is a full moon meditation at the full moon every at the Lavender House at seven o'clock. Every time there's a, every month that the moon is full. Oh, cool. So Jessica and I went to that meditation and in my meditation, this was the full moon right after my brother died. He died May 2nd. This was the full moon of May. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had a vision of him at our house that we grew up in, which mm. my dad died in 1990 and my mom sold that house in 1991. Wow. Yeah. So it's been gone a long time uh, from our lives. But I saw my brother coming into that house, and all of my ancestors were there. Like, all of my family, that my parents were there, my grandmother, my grandpa, my aunts and uncles. And he was so happy. My brother was, like, ecstatic. Mm. And my brother was a friendly guy anyway. He was a kind of guy that would, you know, I mean, he's a prior. We yeah. walk into him and <laughs> but he, but yes. Mike is probably one of the... Yeah. Of all, of all of us, there's nine of us, Mike uh, is probably the most extroverted. He and my mm-hmm. sister Laura probably uh, would um, tie for the most extroverted mm-hmm. of my siblings. And Mike is one of those people that just would walk into a room and, you know, just know everybody and yeah. say hi to everybody. And so I see saw him in this meditation walk into, this, walk into a room and was so happy. And since that time, I will say that around this, I have felt some lighter. You know, so it hasn't been as physically heavy. And the other thing is the physical, when I do physical exercise, that's helped a lot with the physicalness of it because there is just a a heaviness around um, the loss. But, you know, what's um, crazy to me about grief is that I assert that you, it could be years and years and years later and you could be grieving and not know you're grieving. Oh, yeah, completely. You know, you could be like having a day when, you know, you just think you're having a bad day and really what's going on is, you know, you're missing your person you lost or whatever right. that is. Or a smell um, triggers you or a song exactly. or uh, whatever. It really makes you, part of it makes me really present to my machinery, like the fact that I'm a machine or because yeah. it's like, boy, it can just click on and next thing you know, I'm crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, you know, what's going on with that. Yeah. Um, it's been fascinating also to watch my children grieve. Um, my brother Mike was there, uh, Uncle Mike, and it wasn't the first death that they've experienced. Our friend Enola died last year, mm-hmm. and um, she was their friend from church, and they loved her, and so they knew she died, and that was sad for them. Um, but my brother was the first family member, right. the first person close to them. Um, so it was interesting, you know, like afterwards, um, uh, my son was not eating like he normally does. Mm-hmm. And because he's on medication, we had to, we watch that because right. it's part of his deal. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, at some point, uh, Jessica was like, you know, I hope he's okay because he's eating. Um, maybe his meds are messing with him. And I, I said, let's give it a couple weeks because... It could be he's just grieving. Right. Yeah. And sure enough, after a couple of weeks, his appetite was back and he was fine. But some people, 
when they're super sad, don't want to eat. Right. Yep. I wish I had that. <laughs> never had that. This is the first time eat. in my life where like stress and <laughs> sadness are making me not eat. You know, it's funny. It's, yeah. it's a marked difference. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I've had it happen one time in my life and that was when uh, my fiance was I come to find out my fiance had been cheating on me with a guy for like three months and didn't know it and then like I was super sad and I yeah. lost like fifteen pounds in two weeks or something. Yeah. But that was I happened one time in my life. Every other time I just eat. You're like I um, <laughs> but some people don't eat. And it's, so it's interesting, you know, like um I may, I've been making sure to cry and feel in front of my kids. Mm-hmm. So they know that I'm still crying about Uncle Mike when it comes up so that they don't feel like they can't cry if they're sad about that or that they can at least go to a place if they're feeling sad that what they're sad about. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing too about grief is I feel like we're sad, but we don't even know why we're sad. Right. We're right. Sad. Right. You know, we're like, and there's oh, so I many things sad. there too that people say us to, to us all the time too. Like, oh, it, that you're it's so ingrained in us. Like they're in a better place or – um, they're out of pain or, you know, all of these different things that like you're supposed, that are supposed to like make you feel quote unquote better instead of just being like, yeah, it sucks. And like, yeah, I'm sad. you're sad. Yeah, and I do, and you know, I'm a big believer that he's pure positive energy. So I am happy about that. Mm-hmm. I j- and I miss him a lot more than I thought I would. Right. Like, but I then just, there's missing. I mean, like that doesn't like, change oh, missing man, him. I just miss him. Yeah, that yeah, doesn't change missing that person at all. No matter where yeah. you feel like they are or no whatever, what. you yes. are still doesn't here matter. and alone. <laughs> you yes. are still here without yeah. them. And Yeah, and then there's the part that it's just weird. Like, you know, I drive by his house all the time still. Mm-hmm. And I, because he lives, I mean, you can see his house. When you pull up to Ninth the Castle, you can look, take, look to the right, you see my brother's house. Yeah. So... You know, I'm used to being like, hey, brother, you know, whatever. So I think of him. We had breakfast together as siblings every Friday. Um, And the first couple weeks after he died, we we took like probably three weeks after he died. Maybe, yeah. We didn't. We just didn't do it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, not ready. Like, we just didn't. Too fresh. Yeah. Um, So I just, uh, you know, most importantly, I just want to validate for people that um, grieving is intense. And uh, there's immediately the first thing to do is self-care and to make sure that you're backing off of, you know, I, I'm not taking on anything new right now. Yeah. My brother just died and I'm grieving and I've got a lot of shit going on already and just making sure that I'm not taking on anything new that I don't want to do or, you know, I'm just being conscious that mm-hmm. um, everything's a let, it's kind of like feels like moving through jello sometimes. Everything's just a little heavier. Right, right. And that, that yeah. and, and recognizing that within your body and what that feels uh-huh. like and being uh-huh. and being aware of it so that you're not putting other things in that mix, that there's something else that right. because I think that we try <laughs> to give ourselves reasons for it. Like I I'm coming down with something or you know, I just I I'm I'm not it, I'm not doing something right or whatever it is like you start to like come up with other reasons why you feel like you feel that way like there's a it's a right. real feel of that. And well, it, since anger is always a part of it too, it's like yeah. it's easy to like think I'm angry because of you or because of somebody mm-hmm. else. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just it's harder for me to like I noticed myself being uh, more gritchy at uh, um, 
traffic, like drivers mm-hmm. on the road. Oh, yeah. I'm just more. That's an easy one to get rich like at. Yeah. I'm cussing more. You know, like there's just stuff like that that I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just, there's just an underlying layer of sadness in there um, that that as I work it out and keep working it out, it gets less and less. But I don't want to not acknowledge that it's there because otherwise I make it mean something. Right. 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 And that there's no timeline associated with it either. Like I think that there's also kind of in the back of our heads, we start to worry about the fact, oh, it's been, you know, a month and a half. I should be in this other place by now, right? Like I should be feeling this way or you know people are starting to expect that i am no longer in this intensive a grieving state so i've got to show a certain way and that's there's no there's no freaking timeline to grief at all right let alone like whatever it looks like in terms of what the rest of the world is expecting from you um yeah and just saying it i think that there's a reality too of just being able to say i'm grieving Okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. And I think too that for those anybody who's listening who had has had a parent, and um, I don't know. For some people, I think mom is more significant than dad, or I don't think it matters. But I think that when you've had a parent die, it is part of your root chakra system, man. It's like talk. It, I mean, my brother was one thing, but my mom was like somebody just pulled my guts out from under me. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh my god! Somebody gosh. just reached down in me and ripped out my guts, and then I was supposed to function. Oh or my something. gosh! Yeah, but that's I told true. my siblings, I told my two, you know, my two that are closest to me. I said, basically, you have to promise me that you will not die until <laughs> I retire, mm-hmm. because I will not be able to function in business. Mm. Like I will not be able to do my job for a while. Yeah. So you need to make sure that I'm already retired before you die, because yes. I can't handle it. Yeah. Like, or leave me like a nice person. chunk of money. That I can live on. Yeah, I'll leave me some cash. One yeah. Or the other. <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna work. Oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I just don't want to, and I keep saying it. I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over. I guess I am. Um, is to not underestimate it for yourself. Right. Be kind to yourself. Right. And, um, and that's what I'm doing. And so, and uh, I acknowledge that I'm heavier. Mm-hmm. And if that comes across in my work, I want to let you know that that's what's there, and it has nothing to do with you or anybody else or you know that's all that's happening is i'm grieving right right and i'm grieved till i'm done grieving right and wherever that is uh, yeah yeah Yeah. exactly well and i think too acknowledging the different um the different places of grief and where grief comes from um that I think that a lot of times it's like, okay, you know, yes, it is your brother that died or, you know, somebody that you care about that died. But, you know, we recently had a a close friend whose pet died, their dog had passed away. Um, And this was not just, first of all, this was not just a normal dog. This was like a part human. I don't know. This dog was just a good dog. Totally. And very much her best friend and, child i mean very was with this her all the time um and it was very much a deep and profound loss to her um and she's done a really beautiful job of being able to work through that and walk through that space but there's also sort of i think an expectation around people where they think it was a dog you know like move on um like we need, you know, you shouldn't be feeling this way still or whatever. I'm sure that there's that feeling or 
you know, being able to be open and honest about the fact that you are mourning something. So if you're getting divorced, you know, that is a, there's a grief process in that loss. There, loss is loss, whether or not mm-hmm. like it is a death loss or, um, you've lost your job or you've lost your partner or you've lost your pet or whatever it is. If you lose Well, I something, think the fact that we haven't dealt with that is part of why people who have lost a lot are hoarders. Mm-hmm. It's like we haven't had any opportunity to like be okay with yeah. really processing that loss in a powerful, healthy way. And that's what I want to encourage people to do, even if it's like go see a therapist, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever it takes yeah. um, for you to process that loss so that you don't end up doing getting yourself all whacked out. Yeah. And I think it starts with us out, when we're really hurt. young, you know? <laughs> It starts when we're super young, and I think it's what's beautiful about what you're doing with your kids is that, you know, I lost my grandmother when when I was very young, um, and it was really hidden from me. The grief process was very hidden from me. Um, You know, my mom, I could hear her crying behind the closed door, but she tried very hard to, like, put a good face forward for the family um, until... I remember one time we were in the grocery store and we had literally had a full cart of groceries, frozen foods and cold milk and, you know, the whole nine yards. And she just stopped in the middle of the cereal aisle. Like I can picture it a hundred percent stopped in the middle of the cereal aisle and just was staring into space and was there for like a couple of minutes. And I finally was like, mom, um, what's going on? And she just said, we need to leave. And she just let, she just left the cart and walked out of the store. We got in the car and we drove home and she went into her room and disappeared. Um, and I was like, what just happened? Like my mom just broke. I don't know what just occurred. And so it scared the crap out of me looking back now as an adult and like thinking about my fears of, you know, dying and death and all of that stuff in the grieving process and going through that, um, you know, she was grieving, but it was, she was trying to, and she, sometimes you leave a cart full of groceries in the middle of the store and you have mm-hmm. to just leave. Like, that's okay. Yeah. You know, and yeah. acknowledging like. We just hope you'll talk to your children about it. Yeah. Just like say something to your kid. Be like, I'm having say a really something. hard time. I'm- yeah. This was bad. Just sad. Okay. Just sad. Just sad. No. Like, uh, mom is broken. I remember my dad coming home from work because, like, she must have called him. And so he appeared, which he came home during the day, which was weird. And that wasn't, you know, so there was all of this stuff that I, like, associate with that moment. And, like, so Mm. with me and kids, with my kids that we've experienced, you know, we haven't experienced the loss of of a human person yet. Um in their lives we've we've experienced the loss of several pets and animals and being able to just honor that and and listen yeah. to their grief and and show them my own grief and and have them see me in that space and 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 talking about it and being able to say i miss fog right now you know like i miss i wish that they were still here and that hurts my heart right now um, and yeah. letting those conversations happen. That's really, it's empowering for the long run in terms of how we deal no, with grief. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. When I went to, when I was admitted to the psychiatric unit, mm-hmm. 
the main thing when I was 18 years old, the main thing that I worked on was the death of my sister when I was six. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh God. My yeah. sister died when I was six and she was the, she was basically the primary, you know, we had a lot of kids. And so, um, and my sister was terminally ill, so she couldn't go to school. And my mom was working with my dad in the store. Mm-hmm. So from the time I was an infant, my mom just handed me to my sister, Christy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well then, uh, after my kindergarten, she sent me out to kindergarten. She wasn't in school. And then after my kindergarten year, she died uh, oh. right after my sixth birthday. Oh, wow. And, um, same as you. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mom cried. Mom cried periodically. Um, I knew she was sad, but nobody else ever talked about it. And they never even let me. I didn't see the body. I didn't see that. You know, so that really dictated a lot of things that I do with my son or my kids, both of them. Um, mm-hmm. They wanted to see Uncle Mike before he died, and I wanted them to see him. Mm-hmm. And they saw him right before he died, and they saw what that looks like. And you know, yeah. they got to say, I don't want him to die and they got to cry and they got to, you know, and they saw, they did the whole thing. And, um, so I agree. Yeah, I think there's all kinds of things we can do with kids around grief. That's important. And part of it is involving them in it mm-hmm. and letting them understand it is real and that people feel it and they feel all kinds of things. And, you know, it shows up for different people, different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can end up getting pissed off and throwing a fit. And if I really get clear about it, it's just because I'm sad. Right, (laughs) right. And then being able to turn to your kids. And what a power, what's an empowering thing too, like being able to turn to your kids and say, yeah, you know what? I need you to know that that's part of what I'm processing right now. And it's not about you. It's about me. But it's also not bad. It's not a bad thing to like have those emotions occur because it's just part of grief. And, And kids are much more resilient and understanding than we give them opportunity for. And we think about now, if you are if you if you haven't sort of walked through grief in any way, if you've lost anybody of significance in your life, or you've gone through that loss process of a job or a partner or whatever, um, and you really haven't worked through it yet, you know that's something to to start getting your eyes around and getting your arms around and maybe start processing in a new way. It, could, it might open up some other channels and other areas in your life that you don't even realize that you're harboring. Um, anger that you're holding on to or fear or whatever it might be. It could be based in a loss that you've lost when you were six years old and it was your sister yeah. and you don't know why she went away. You know, like how did that happen and why did nobody talk about her anymore? Um, you know, that's a big Well, deal. and that's when we can really get, and I was going to ask you, you know, when we have those incidences, especially the vivid memories like you had, mm-hmm. I would almost put money on the fact that, if, I mean, we could look at that and go, okay, that memory is so vivid for you that right then and there you made some kind of decision. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that decision, whatever that decision is, however you got past that incident, um, it becomes belief patterns mm-hmm. between things that we start telling ourselves over and over and over and over and over again. And perhaps my mom is broken. Mm-hmm. Yep. Became your story for the rest of your life. <laughs> I mean, I know you. So I know I'm sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy shit. But I'm just like, Holy crap. Yes. Back up. <laughs> oh my God. Oh I mean, shit. I'm just saying, maybe that's where that came from. Oh, you're so right. Oh my God, isn't that, see, that's what I'm just saying, you know, like, you got to process this shit because you, like, I've always wondered, like, when that happened, and I think you're, yep, 
And that was like, I remember very vividly saying in my head, oh, mom, it's, my, my mom is broken. Like something just broke in my mom and I don't know what it is and how to fix it. And if I did it or you're so right. Oh, wow. Talk about it. Yep. Those vivid mom- moments. Shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, grief. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Interesting. Yep. Those are those things. Now I've got that. Uh huh. I've got a whole other prost- road to go down with that one. Uh, that's for well, sure. Well, yeah. I mean, the beauty about that, I mean, what we do next with that is we get the, that that was just something the little kid said. Right. And it wasn't the truth, but that could be that you've been living like that's the truth for a while. And that now you get to give it up because you can see that that was just something the little kid said. Yeah, completely. It was just something. And it ha- it was something that happened in a situation for my mom, which was grief. You know, it was it wasn't it wasn't anything that she shouldn't have been doing or shouldn't have been feeling or shouldn't have experienced. Um Wow. And I guess my question is, have you transformed that story for yourself now? Mm-hmm. Do you listen to your mom like she's still broken? Oh, completely. Up to this point. Until now. Up until now. Up until now. <laughs> Up until now. Right. Hell yes. Up until now. <laughs> so we need to come back and do a whole other coaching session on, on that. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And I need to, like, have a conversation with my mom about that, too, though. You know, like, yeah. I need to say to her... I've discovered this moment and I wonder for herself if what her own thought process was about that time in her life about being broken. You know what I mean? Like, and because I can only imagine what it took for her to keep her, her shit together. I mean, my grandmother passed away on Christmas day out of nowhere. She was not sick. Um, my grandmother passed away on Christmas day. Oh really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It is weird. Yeah, she was at our house, and um, she threw blood clots into her lungs. So she went from waking up with us for Santa Claus to being gone within a few hours of... Oh, my God, that's traumatic. Very traumatic. Um, And she was my mom's best friend and, you know, very close. And um, so a lot of her changed when that happened, uh, and I think too, you know, you think about like how overprotective she is and the mama bear part of her that she wants to know where everybody is all the time. I've always put that there, but shit. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> think about the fact that I created something go. too. So, yeah. and you are too, you know, you're, cre- it's all a story. Yeah. So you're in the process now yeah. of, of going all through creating that same thing and creating your story yep. about what that looks like for you moving forward with the loss of your brother. Yeah. 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 We love you. Thank you. I love you. I just, I know that been in, it's been in your heart to talk about, and I think it's important for people to acknowledge what's going on, but also the fact that you have this, you know, incredible skill set to, to process through all this and all the work and all the things that you have. The honest God truth is when you lose somebody, you're still going to feel it. You're still going to go through it. There's no, there's no Zen place that you become. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's the, and so that's I think that's You're as important as anything else that we're talking about is that as, you know, as advanced in the work as you are and as much as you can acknowledge and know what you're doing, you still got to do it. Like oh you're God. still going it. 
It's going to happen. Absolutely. And I think it's important for me, part of my integrity is to be in, to have that in. Like I just made an appointment with my, my ther my, my therapist, who is my, my official release therapist, my body therapist. Um, Cause she's the one I process this stuff with, you know? So I made an appointment. I'm going to, I would kind of done, I'd been done doing that this year and nope, guess <laughs> not. I'm going back. <laughs> If you know, yeah. for everybody who's listening, let me share yeah. about grief. And thanks for talking about grief with me. And you know, crazy stuff happens on this exactly. podcast, people, when we you start never talking. Know what so, you're gonna uncover. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Jay. You always next time on doing the work. Yeah, and hey, it's. Like, um, and I could be wrong about this, but do we have a Patreon account up? We do have we a Patreon account up, and we have <laughs> not talked about it. We haven't said a word about it on the podcast. That we should. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Maybe we should. So, folks, yes. we have a Patreon account now, which basically means um, if you would like to support us in this podcast, and if it has been meaningful to you, then um, please consider going to our page and becoming a Patreon donor. And you can donate... Um, from a dollar to $250 a month. Um, We have levels for all people and we appreciate it. And um, right now that's how we're going to try to fund this podcast. We've had a lot of people who have said that that's they want to give us money and they want to donate to us because they love the work we're doing. So we're, uh, we put it up there and we're doing it. And so uh, we bless you. you. So we've got a link to it on the website. Yeah. Yeah. You know, janebecca.com, and then in the show notes, we'll include it as well. And we've got it on our Facebook page and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, that's how you can go to it. In each level, you get like sort of little goodies that go along with it. So there's some some benefits to being the Patreon besides just showing your love and support for us and all the work that we're doing um, on the actual podcast. So, there you go. yeah. We have a yeah. Patreon account. We're probably talk about that more frequently. Oh, and as we're talking about it, you know, go remember to subscribe and to leave a review if you would like to do that. And share the podcast. We've had a lot of people talking about this recently and saying, you know, I shared this or they're joining the group and saying so-and-so told me about this and made a huge difference. You know, share this with the world. If it's changed your life, if if you feel good about what's happening, share it with somebody. You know, you want this to be something that you can... Um, you know, give a gift of to other people. So would appreciate it if you share it and tell your friends about it. All right. I love you, Becca. Love you too. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us again this week on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We appreciate you so much, and we invite you to join us at Doing the Work with Jay and Becca on Facebook. Uh, We have a great discussion group there going, or visit us at jayandbecca.com for show notes. We have uh, pullouts of links to the books and the things that we talk about. And as always, we are here for you and we want to be part of your weekly self-care. So thank you so much for listening. Stay connected and most importantly, be kind to you. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Jay, and we'll see you next week. See you next week.